The Ole Miss Athletics Foundation has launched Forever Ole Miss, a new plan giving society to recognize supporters who have included Ole Miss Athletics in their estate planning. One of the main benefits of Forever Ole Miss is the ability to designate priority points to loved ones upon the realization of a planned gift. For more information on Forever Ole Miss, please visit www.givetoathletics.com slash foreverolemiss. That's www.givetoathletics.com slash foreverolemiss. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always. False player. Forever. Welcome in to a post-Christmas, yeah, I'm sad too, edition of Franchise Player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. I'm right for the Old Miss Spirit on three. He's David Johnson inside the Rebels 247 at Rebels 247 on Twitter. Merry post-Christmas, man. What's up? Hey, Ben. Good good to see you. Good to talk to you this morning. Um, well, we all know what's up. Chris Marshall, yeah. Trey Harris. I mean, Two huge commitments for the Portal King over the holidays. I mean, you know, if there were two guys in the transfer portal in the whole country that I could say, I want these two guys, those two guys were probably it. I really was enamored with Trey Harris. Um I think he's a veteran receiver. He's shown what he can do. And then Chris Marshall, all the potential in the world. And Ole Miss got both of them over the holidays. I mean, you know, I mean, this is straight out of a storybook. I mean, everybody's down on them last Wednesday about the signing class. And and to an extent, rightfully so. And Lane's telling everybody, hey, this is halftime. You know, feels kind of weird talking about it. And boom, what happens over the holidays? I'll turn it over to you, my friend. I'm, I'm sure you have interesting things to say. Well, it's funny because the last time you and I talked for a podcast, it you know, I wasn't really overwhelmingly positive. Um, they just offered the Division Two wide receiver, I, uh, Isaac Tisla. Tisla, do I got that? Uh, you're good enough. Go ahead. Good enough. And it just felt like Ole Miss was striking out, especially early. And the tone and tenor of the podcast we recorded pre-Christmas, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of bummed out. And I had the sound of someone that was bummed out. And then it all turns. And and it's funny because David and I didn't talk about this, you know, on the podcast, but uh, privately. And David knew it. He knew we were getting a Christmas commitment. And sure enough, Chris Marshall pops. And he completely transforms the room. And I've said this before. I think I said this on this podcast. Ra-Ra Thomas was, without a doubt, they're probably number one target when the portal season opened. But Trey Harris was a guy they really, really wanted. And of all the receivers they were in on, he's the one I wanted the most because he offered something almost just didn't have at all. And that's true size. And then Chris Marshall pops too. (laughs) I mean, completely changes the room, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And look, I still wasn't ready for the Christmas morning commitment. I was, I, I was kind of living in denial. Know, yeah, I was like, surely nobody's going to do this to me today. Come on, I'm sitting here. I've got my eight-year-old in here opening presents. Everybody's festive. Everybody's happy, and boom, 
but uh, you're right. I did. I did predict that. Ben. You Thanks. Predict you're welcome. <laughs> um, did you uh, get everything you wanted for Christmas? Uh, you know, I think the moment you become satisfied and content, you quit striving in this world. So no, I, meant, no, no. I meant personally. I'm not talking about old Miss Wise. Did you? Uh, yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm, okay. No. Yeah, you know what I did? I got my, my family home. Man, that's, that's really all I wanted. I'm to that age. I don't care about gifts. I, I, you, know, you know what I got for Christmas? I'll tell you. Outside of my, my children all being under one roof, I got a pair of house shoes. I get one. Every, I get a pair every year, man. It's the my favorite thing. I put them on and they didn't fit. They're too small. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, but oh. but but I but I did get three beautiful kids here, and they're they're all still here, and we're still having fun, and we're gonna have fun all week long, and uh, see what a new year brings us. So. Yeah, I got everything I wanted. I did. Yeah, and then in two days, Ole Miss kicks off in the Texas Bowl. Man, are the you up, kidding? The, the lead up for the Texas Bowl hasn't been great, David. I uh, know, man. I've got a. I woke up this morning to uh, Jared calling me, and he was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, uh, do you want me to go ahead and send you my fearless forecast today?" And I just stopped for a second. I'm like, "For what?" what? And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Tomorrow is the day before the bowl game. Ugh. I mean, but you know, we'll turn our attention this week for the next two days. You and I both will, both sites will, <clears throat> to building up, you know, what is honestly an exhibition game it's, in Houston. It's fine. It's fine. It's a bowl game. It's another game. It's getting to watch Ole Miss one more time in 2022, 23. So, uh, It'll be a it'll be a good game. It's just a disappointing game because it's just not where that we where we thought they would end up. Well, it's what you said. It's what you said last time we talked. It's freaking Texas Tech again. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you have to play Texas Tech? I'd like to play somebody like Notre Dame in the Texas Bowl, or just give me a, a really interesting team. Somebody other than Texas Tech or Oklahoma State. Where's Clemson playing? They're down this year, but it'd be fun to play Clemson. Yeah, it would. It would. That would kind of be an exciting matchup. Yeah. But, you know, in Texas Tech, this is a 7-5 and five Texas Tech team. This isn't a Mike Leach 11-1 and one Texas Tech team. So, I don't even know who the head know. coach of Texas Tech is. Isn't that terrible? Uh, McGuire. I think McGuire. Uh, okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, he had a press conference last year when he got the job, and he was like jumping up and down like a kid. Like oh, that's that. right, that's right. Yeah. Former high, like a high school coaching legend in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's a Texas Tech head coach. Uh, you know what gets me is I don't want to see anybody throwing tortillas from the stands what? ever. What? I got hit. I got hit with those one year. Where the Texas Tech fans, it was in Oxford, but the Texas Tech fans throw tortillas. This was back, they beat us in a high scoring game, like I don't know, 47 45. That wasn't the uh, BJ, what's his name? Yeah, I think it was like, was that the year Eli? Uh, Yeah, yeah, 
Went 10 and three no. with two of your three losses to Memphis and Texas Tech and beat everybody else except the one SEC team you no, had. Oh, no, yeah. I was at the Memphis game and at the Texas Tech game. And I felt bad. Tate Little dropping that pass against Memphis. Oh, I was right there in the end zone. If you watch the replay to that, you can see me. I'm standing there in a pair of black pants and a light blue shirt in the end zone. Miserable. Oh, God, it was so hot. It was hot that day, man. It was terrible. And then, you know, they blew the game. Just blew it. So if you had to put in a fearless forecast right now, the second for Ole Miss Texas Tech, I know nothing about Texas Tech. I didn't even know the head coach's name or his last name even until right now when you told me. So what's the uh, early fearless forecast just for franchise players? You don't have to. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see an uninspired Ole Miss team shake off some rust and beat a not very good Texas, 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 Texas team, Texas Tech team, probably 34, 23, something like that. I could see it being a 10, 11 point win for the Rebels. Um, And I say uninspired because those kids know they were 7 and 0. They knew what they could have been doing. Um, It's been a long time since they've played a football game. And they feel about it pretty much just like we do. But they'll go out there and take care of business, Ben. That's what I think. I mean, it's not like. Lane's going to stand up between now and Wednesday night and give them a win one for the Gipper speech, and they're going <laughs> to absorb it and go out on the field. Guys, when y'all were right. a little bitty, when y'all were 10 years old playing Pop Warner, Warner football, you dreamed of games like this, Texas Tech in a meaningless game <laughs> in Texas two days yeah. after Christmas. Yeah, we had to fly out on Christmas Day. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, the holidays have just happened. Uh Big New Year's Eve celebrations are right around the corner. The college football playoffs, which they're not involved in, are about to happen. Golden um, opportunity this year to be in the college football playoff, too. They just they fumbled the ball. Yeah, and TCU's there and Ole Miss is not. Um, and I, so I think uninspired, methodical, but uninspired in an Ole Miss win. And, you know, we'll start – our post-game coverage, probably about 11.45. Eesh. Yeah. Eesh. We could wait till day after. No, you can't. You can't do that. I know. Because, because, you know, somebody's going to bed at halftime and going, well, I'll just get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and see what David and Ben have to say about it. That's true. Yeah, we'll have it out. So you got to get it up. Would you so rather we'll have, have- would you rather have a slog of a game that results in an Ole Miss win or not knowing who's going to come out on top in a thrilling exhibition game? I'm going for the latter. Even if Ole Miss yeah. loses, I'd rather have an entertaining game. Yeah, I want a thrilling game. Absolutely. Yeah. And the next day will be spent either talking about how great they are finishing the year at 9-4 and four and all the momentum going into next year or, oh, my God, we've lost – three in a row, and five of our last six to close the season. Glad you brought up TCU because that's who almost got Chris Marshall over. It's a big addition, former five-star in last year's class, 2022. Number three overall wide receiver in the country for his class, and it transforms the room. But what's next, do you think? Now that they've really addressed wide receiver, two huge yeah. ads with Trey Harris and Chris Marshall, 
that can put wide receiver at least temporarily on the back burner. Ideally, they want to get another one. But now that you've got those two headliners in your class, what's the uh, area or focus of need now? Well, uh, you know, before we move past Chris Marshall, I, you know, I don't want to get accused of sugarcoating anything, and I don't want to get accused of throwing water on the fire. But, you know, this was a young man who had some issues at Texas A&M this past season. And, um, you know, you hope those issues are resolved. And it was just an 18-year-old young man had a little difficulty adjusting to college life. Which and does it, happen. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. It absolutely does happen. But it's not that we're paving over that. Um, we just don't know enough about it to talk about it uh, with any level of, uh, of authority. See, that's where I'm um, at. Here, here's where I'm at with it. With Chris Marshall, I mean, that's what the transfer portal is at this point. It's the it's the home of second chances. All is made new. Michael Trigg was made new, and he fumbled the bag in his first opportunity. Now he's back with a starters practice in the Texas Bowl. Should play in the Texas Bowl. We'll see. But he's back from suspension. So with Chris Marshall, with every one of these kids that go to a new place, you have to accept them with a blank slate. And if they fumble the bag again, well, that's on them. And you call that out. I don't know enough about the background because you just can't at this point. I mean, the culture has been created to where names fly. You know, the guys were covering change virtually every couple of hours. Yeah. Chris Marshall, there was concern that he was going to go to TCU, and then he pops for Ole Miss on Christmas Day. It's really hard to – you have to take them for what they are right now. Right now, he's a former five-star wide receiver that Ole Miss is excited about. And until that changes, he's, it's a new slate, but that's kind of what the transfer portal offers to all these kids is a new blank slate. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, that's all we got to say about that. We'll move yeah. on. Uh, the next step, honestly, the biggest, most major step is um, you got to find a quarterback. Uh, I think that's you know, more, than, more than edge. You, uh, look, I do. I mean, I mean, that's an issue. That That's a problem. Um, we know Luke Altmaier is not going to be back. Um, I'm 90% sure Kincaid Dent will be gone. Um, I think Dent is going to probably not enter the transfer portal until the spring period, but I'm pretty darn sure uh, Kincaid Dent is going to go somewhere. He'll wrap up his Ole Miss degree in May, and like any other football player worth a damn, Kincaid Dent does not want to be anybody's backup. He wants to go and get on the field. And I think he's going to do that. It'd, I be, think, different. It'd be different if you had been waiting for like a year, but no, it's been a long time for him. And there yeah, are some opportunities, even if they are lower level opportunities, there are opportunities for him absolutely, to go play. Absolutely. He wants to throw touchdown passes. And uh, I think he's going to go do that. So theoretically speaking, based off what we just said, Ole Miss has one quarterback on scholarship right now. That is not an enviable position. I know they're not surprised. Uh, based off conversations I had with some of the staff back in August, they knew this could happen. They knew. They were acutely aware this could happen. Um, the problem with the portal is getting a guy to come in here willing to set a couple of years behind Jackson Dart because 
That's why they're in the portal to begin with, really. Um, so good luck with that. And the That's high school, why high school guys, quarterback was such a big deal this year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and most of the high school guys, worth their salt, they're already gone. A quarterback usually commits early and leads his class. And um, it's, it's problematic, especially – and you go, no, well – you know, we got so-and-so-and-so-and-so that walked on. Well, there's a reason they walked on. Sometimes that turns into being a Cinderella story. But it's not an issue with Ole Miss unless Jackson Dart goes down in the first game of the season. Or sponsored that to that would be if Jackson Dart went down in the first game of the season, they are going to have the year they wanted to have anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. I prefer to Marcel Reed. So that's why I don't buy a lot of this. Well, the, the room was split on who liked him and who didn't. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's bull crap. I don't believe that. Uh, yeah. I don't believe that at yeah. all. Um, You know, I, I do think it came to a, a, a money threshold where Ole Miss deemed it probably in the overall scheme of things counterproductive. Which is fair. Yeah, to 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 continue to bid up Marcel Reed. Um, because you know, the thing about the transfer portal is Ben, it's it's money in and money out. You're paying for immediate success. And it was never in the cards for Marcel Reed to be part of that immediate immediate success plan, if you will. He was always going to be the guy that could possibly back Jackson Dart up and the quarterback of the future. And it's not time to pay for the future with the transfer portal. It's right. money. Right. You donate money. They spend it for immediate success. That That's how it is. That's what's been created. And you have to make those kind of decisions now if you're a team, a program. Obis had to decide, okay, we know we got to pay this for Marcel Reed to keep him from Texas A&M, but we really need this money for – these three positions, maybe we can just wait and figure it out. And that's kind of where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a situation of, okay, do we want to have a starter that can fling it and a backup that can fling it? Or do we want to have somebody the starter can fling it to? Right. And, and, and that's what they, they went out and got. And it was the right move. It put, it puts the program in an awkward situation, but the right move, nevertheless. Yeah. You know, so that, that to me, quarterback, finding the right guy, it may not be a, 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 a on the surface of the onion, but you peel the onion back. That's the most pressing need. Um, because the quarterback is the most important position on the field. We all know that. And your whole season goes to hell if you look up week two and your starter is a walk up. Do you think Den will go through spring practices? I don't know. Uh, you know, <clears throat> he doesn't have to. Yeah. Uh, once the spring semester starts, Ole Miss is on the hook for paying for the rest of his education here. Um, so. Well, Jalen Robinson went through spring practices with the uh, Central Florida last year and then transferred to Ole Miss. So that's kind of where I'm getting at or what I'm getting at. Yeah, but I think Jalen Robinson may have – you know, 
still kind of wondered what he was going to do. I don't necessarily think that's where Kincaid Den is. Okay. In my opinion. He knows what he wants to do. I think so. Okay. I do think so. After that, uh, you know, you look across the O-line, there's there's a little bit of depth there, assuming Jeremy James does come back. Uh, you got to plug in that uh, left guard spot where Nick Broker was. Which Preston is very, Cushman, man. Preston Cushman. Yeah, I, I think Cushman could do it. So I'm not really concerned about that. There's been a lot of talk about tight end, but you can rationalize – you know, if Michael Trigg what, ever yeah. comes on, what's that? I'm sorry. Yeah, go, going with what you got. If Trigg's back, then yeah. that's not a you, need. You can rationalize that away. Um, I, I would like to see them add maybe another D lineman, another linebacker. Um, you know, I'm not concerned about receiver any longer. Um, I think they're okay there. Um, but honestly, I feel like they came out. Outside of getting Rara, who they absolutely wanted, this is the best possible outcome, second outcome. This is perfect. It's pretty darn good on yeah, the surface. Yeah, because like, I think I think somebody asked me on my board, do you think they can get two of three of Rara, Chris Marshall, Trey Harris? Because I mentioned these guys specifically. Uh, yeah. I think the other one was Joshua Cobbs from Wyoming. And I said, oh, yeah, they, they'd love to have two. They'd take three of that group if they could. So to get two of three, that is – Right on. That's exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah, and so, they could go out and still yet get another wide receiver. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, nobody would raise any eyebrows at that. Uh, I was surprised they went out and got uh, Caden Davis, the kicker from Texas A&M. I was too. What, what does that mean for Caden Costa? I, I, I don't know. I think uh, – I, I, I really think it's, you know, maybe Davis comes in here and handles kickoff duties. He's really good at that, and Costa just focuses on field goals and extra points. Or that the kid be- hasn't kicked in a year, and I know that he's been practicing on high school fields or something somewhere while he's been suspended, and he's kept up and that kind of thing. But you can't just go with an unknown. I mean, you had to give yeah, him some yeah. security. And, and he's actually been able to practice with Ole Miss. He just can't play in the games. So That's just stupid. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, NCAA and their stupid rules. Yeah, but I was I was kind of surprised by that. Um, but they got the young man, and uh, let's let's use him. Hey, it's like it's like Kevin said, man. It, when adding Kendrick uh, Kendrick Riscano, make his strength stronger. And they did there. We still don't know what Zach Evans is going to do. We got a good feeling what he's going to do, but um, I don't have a good feeling anymore. I don't know. I do. I think he's. I think he's going to go to the NFL. But well, I've always thought that. But man, it's after Christmas now. Well, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a, a right after the bowl game announcement. Uh, that's I'm just rolling the dice, hedging my bets, but I would think that's what he's waiting for. Um, but who knows? I mean, and Lane made a good point last Wednesday. We don't know. We don't. We we can't tell you numbers anymore. We uh we can't tell you what the needs are going to be. What if what if Zach Evans, Jeremy James, both say I'm going to the NFL next week um that changes the portal needs a little bit I think you got to go find an interior offensive lineman at that point um find a running back yeah exactly so you know it's just kind of it's a moving target 
Or do you? I mean, you lose Kentrell Bullock. If Zach Evans goes pro, the room is Quinshawn, Ulysses Bentley, and Kedrick Riscano. How much do you really need another one? Well, you know, Ulysses Bentley suffered through injuries this year. We really think, I think it's fair to say we both think he was underutilized when he was available. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really don't know what he can do in the SEC. And then with any true freshman, we look at Quinshawn Judkins, and now we think that's rule of thumb. That was the exception. So no guarantees Kedrick Riscano can do anything close to what Quinshawn Judkins did as a true freshman. So, yeah, maybe you do go get another experienced running back. 2022 was an outstanding year for Ole Miss Athletics, punctuated by the baseball team winning the College World Series. As the calendar year comes to an end, please consider supporting Ole Miss Athletics with your year-end giving to help them sustain their incredible momentum. For more information on ways to give to Ole Miss Athletics, visit their websites at www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com. That's www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com or call their office at 662-915-7159. That's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, one of the many proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. But we think the top needs are backup quarterback and edge and linebacker. I think so. I, th- I think you could say it like that. Uh, Purdue quarterback Brady Allen just went in the portal this morning. Uh, I followed him on Twitter. I don't know why, but I did. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, somebody's got to come here and be the backup quarterback. Well, there's a connection with that Butterfield kid from Oregon that got in with Chris Partridge. And then of course it's like, well, where's Chris Partridge been? And now he finally tweets for the first time since July, a picture of him flying to the Texas bowl. All I'd heard for the longest was there's going to be a shakeup after the Texas bowl and the defensive staff. Maybe that still happens. I don't know. It, reading the heat leaves on social media or whatever is really hard to do with this kind of stuff. So what I look at, is what do we know? And what we know is they need a backup quarterback. And what we know is that there have been feelers put out there for Spencer Sanders. I'm curious to what you think of those rumors. Well, okay, the Spencer Sanders stuff is true. We both know it. It's true. That that there there has been contact. You know, I don't think it's going to happen because Sanders would have to buy into – come in here and compete against Dart, we're going to give you an equal shot of winning the job. Dart's camp is not going to accept that very well. Um, it creates more issues for you, for sure, if you were to get Spencer Sanders. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. If it does, Sanders has got a pair bigger than the size of Texas, okay? Um, he's been starting for four years at Oklahoma state and he could very well come in here and, you know, be a backup. I don't think he wants to do that. I or think that would be hard. Well, yeah. Or start for you. That's why I say you'd have a pair bigger than the state of Texas, <laughs> but and I've driven through Texas before. It's, a, it's big. Um, you know, yeah, I, I'd be shocked if Spencer Sanders ends up at Ole Miss. But hell, but I was surprised by the off. interest. Yeah, I was surprised by the interest to begin with. Yeah, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? I don't know, because that, that does raise the question. Okay, wait a second. Are yeah, they all in with Jackson Dart? I don't know. I'm going to tell you what I was told. And this is not me saying it. This is from a national analyst within the 24-7 Sports Network that what he was hearing was that they may not be completely sold on Jackson Dart running this offense and that Spencer Sanders would fit in perfectly. Now you hear a lot of junk. Okay. A lot of junk that you've got to wade through and put in this file or this pile. I mean, so, you know, 
I, I'm not seeing that right now. Well, you have to I consider think, it because, I mean, the actions speak louder than anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you would definitely consider it if, well, it would be true if Spencer Sanders commits to Ole Miss. But I've heard nothing from our side of the fence suggesting that. Nothing. No, me so, either. I've heard quite the opposite, actually. There you go. I mean, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I don't think Spencer Sanders will be in an Ole Miss uniform. I do not. They'll add somebody, but I would be surprised if it's to the caliber of him. Or the accomplished resume of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy's thrown 67 touchdown passes in his college career. Unless they just think he's a guy you can't pass up, and that's a part of the calculus too. Well, if he calls and says, hey, I'm in the boat, I want to be there, you can't pass that up. You cannot. I get it. I understand. But it does create more headaches for yourself. You're solving one problem or cracking the dam and plugging plugging another one. Yeah, and, you know, we, we cover a school where things like that are generally deemed best just whispered behind the scenes. Don't talk about them out in the open. Well, you know, Ben and I are going to talk about it out in the open. I mean, everybody, I don't don't like all that stuff, man. I mean, those are the old days, and I get it, but everything. The old days? Come on, man. Yeah. That that long ago. I know, but it feels like an eternity. Yeah, but, you know, Lane Kiffin with his pro-mindset culture, it's infecting, right? It's infected the media. Yeah. Everybody's got a pro-mindset. You got to have that. It's like the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance thing when they replaced Trey Lance and then Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback again. And all of a sudden they love Jimmy Garoppolo. Now he's down there throwing out Brock Purdy. Okay. You bring something up that makes me want to bring something up. So I'm watching the Packers and Dolphins play yesterday. All right. And uh, the whole family's here. And you know, Eli and Royce are extremely close. They're good friends. Royce had a tough day yesterday. Well, okay. So my daughter is on Twitter and she just blows up. Oh my God. And and she's friends with Royce and Royce's girlfriend, Sabina and all that. And she's like, Oh my God, they're, they're, they're roasting Royce. They're toasting him on Twitter. What's going on? And Eli's like, yeah, he had a bad couple of games last year and it's just kind of snowballed. He's not playing terribly overall. He's having a bad game today, but uh, there's a group of Packer fans that just constantly tweet horrible things about Royce. And I was, I was so disappointed to, to, to learn that. Yeah. I I really hate that. I just hate that. I hate that whole um, part of social media. And like, I don't understand why people sit around. Why is there a devoted, committed anti Royce Newman sect? of social media or Twitter or whatever. It, it was terrible. Like what the point is the point of that other than to be cynical and a dick? Yeah. I mean, he plays for your team. I mean, I mean, you had that with every fan base, NFL, college, whatever. You've got the group of Twitterers who, you know, are just going to drop what they consider dimes. I, I consider it just total bullshit on, on players, but I was so disappointed to see that. I mean, he is one of the best in the world. I mean, the Packers are paying him a lot of money. 
And I mean, very rarely do you get the hit rate that they got with a fourth rounder with Royce Newman, but that just shows how good he was at Ole Miss and the versatility that he has. He's played both tackle spots, both guard spots. He could play center if you need him to. So, yes, he might have a bad day or multiple bad days, but if you don't see the value in his versatility and what he brings, then you're just – you don't know ball to me. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. That's right. Or you want to be a stand-up comedian in a theater that really doesn't need it. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you. What's going on with the Dory Halsey? I don't know. I mean, I, I was hoping you could tell me. <laughs> I mean, I know, I do know he's down to Ole Miss in Houston. Okay. But with oh, NIL man. in play, with NIL in play, hell, who knows? I mean, again, I think Ole Miss has a ceiling that they're not going to go past. They're a red line. And, you know, I, I don't know what's going on on the Houston side of the fence in terms of, you know, driving things up. So, I, I, you know, I don't know what he's going to do. do I we still think like, that Ole Miss is the leader for him? I feel like they should be. I feel like they should be. Okay. I mean, with, with the family from Clarksdale originally, um, he's already visited here. So, obviously, you know, that means a little something, at least to them. Um, and now he's got a high school teammate, Chris Marshall, um, they were they graduated from the same high school together. At hey, the, the, same old, the old days of recruiting, all these things we're putting together here would lead us to an obvious conclusion. But the money is the ching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, and that's no dis. We're not disparaging Adari Halsey or anybody else. Not Get at all. What you can. Get what you can. Um, but Ben's right. I mean. If you don't think it is 95% about the money, because I, let me tell you something. I've been on all these visits, okay? I've been on the other end of the recruiting spectrum as a father. And I promise you, Nebraska stuff is just as nice as Ole Miss's stuff, okay? So there are some places like, yeah, the power five schools where maybe stuff isn't as nice, but relatively speaking, everything's as nice on the same level. Money is going to be the deciding factor in 95% of these decisions. I mean, I was shocked to see that Colorado had such good facilities. And then you put Dion there who can all, we all know, like there's no question about Dion the recruiter and uh, Arkansas state tied in that Ole Miss had some interest in is going to Colorado. So it's the money. I mean, every one of these conversations start. It doesn't matter if it's high school or transfer portal. It starts once they get down and they they've toured the facilities and looked around, sitting down and say, all right, man, we need you here. What do we got to do? It's always about money. Yeah, no kid has ever, ever committed because of the carpet in the locker room. Yeah, they don't care. That, you know, you got to have it because everybody has it. But that's not the decisive factor or how good the food is down on the square or how friendly the people are. It's Is all, there a position you think that Ole Miss would splurge for, even if it got a little past what they kind of thought they would allocate for that position? Man, I almost think you got to splurge for a backup quarterback, Ben. I mean, I'm telling you, you've got to have a legitimate backup quarterback. And you cannot go into a season of SEC football with your backups being walk-ons who've never played in a game. You can't do it. Hell, I'd love a gimmicky guy that could actually carve out a role behind Jackson Dart. Yeah, I, I, somebody. 
to somebody, but, like a Taysom Hill gimmick. But you cannot do it. I mean, offenses do not work without talented quarterbacks. We've seen that. In the past, we've had some non-talented quarterbacks. There isn't another year of eligibility for Jack Abraham anywhere, is there? Nope. <laughs> I think he's uh, he, he's finished up like his 11th year. He's uh, <laughs> up at Missouri. But no. I don't know. Maybe he could figure it out. But anyway, uh, yeah, to me, I got to pay for, for a quarterback, whether he's a, an uncommitted high school kid, and, and you can count those guys that could actually play here on one hand that are not committed right now um, and, and signed, actually. and uh, or, or it's a portal guy. I, I mean, I don't want to walk into a kid's room and go, and he goes, yeah, I'd be cool going there and, you know, wearing a costume for a year and being a backup. Yeah. Hell, that sounds pretty fun to me. Oh, you uh, pay yeah. me a lot of money just to hang around? Yeah, but you know you can't throw, you can't run, you can't take sure. the hit. Yes. You, you're not going to process the the progressions. Uh, so, yeah, I that'd be a thing for you. Then. Does Kincaid didn't have a next-level future, honestly? No. He would have shown it here. They dropped the I mean, bag for him. And, and again, that's not that's not uh, not that's not against Kincaid Dent. I mean, very few have next level futures. Okay, I mean, I mean, we, we've all been waiting on Chad Kelly to show us his next level future. How long has that taken? Well, that and that that got wrecked because he uh, got drunk in a Woody costume and walked into somebody's house. Yeah, that's a shame. But um, <laughs> I do that all the time, right? That's just, uh, that's a Wednesday at the Garrett house, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, we're not on that stage, but it is so difficult, so difficult to become a next level quarterback. And, you know, how many have we had come through here in the last 40 years? And, you know, so no, he's not a next level quarterback. But I understand the kid wants a legacy to leave somewhere. And, and I understand that he doesn't want that legacy to be, yeah, I backed up uh, Matt Corral and Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. Yeah, but if you made one year a shit ton of money because Ole Miss had a need, it's not a bad legacy to have. Yeah, but that's a decision uh, Lane and his staff will have to make. And, yeah. you know, and again – with Kincaid, um, you know, does he want that legacy or does he want to go to Delta State and win a national championship maybe? Eh, I'd rather – I'd take the money. you take the what? I'd take the money. Yeah, because I can tell you they're not going to pay you anything at Delta State. I, no. I understand. But I love this – statesman I, I truly do and i watched them win a national title before and i don't think anybody got got any money off the deal yeah and here's what i'll say about that what's the greater legacy staying at old miss and just being the celebrated black backup that filled a need or winning a championship it's like look chad kelly just won a championship in the cfl and i know he got his parade in canada and all that kind of stuff so people showed up but how many of y'all knew that they just won a national or a championship in the cfl Outside of me and David, who have to know this stuff, honestly. Yeah. 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 I, I get your point. I do. Get paid, son. Yeah. Set yourself up best you can. 
you know, the joke was, and I was on the Delta State beat when they won the national title back in 2000. Uh, the joke was, yeah, you can ask anybody in Mississippi outside of Cleveland next year who were the Division II national champs the year before, and they wouldn't be able to tell you. Exactly right. You know, that's just true. And they played on ESPN and all the trappings, but, you know, nobody remembers. I, I all agree. I'm saying is, hey, it's not the worst thing if Ole Miss has to bring Kincaid dead back to the negotiating table. Yeah, I just don't know if he's willing. I really don't. That's the wild card, sure. Yeah. So – you know, that, that is, I, yeah, I think that's a pressing need. Um, you know, we need more, we need more pressure off the edge, as you said, um, you know, but those guys are so, so coveted. They are so coveted. I mean, you take, you take Paris Shand, for instance, remember that name. <clears throat> Old Miss was hot on him for a little while. Add him in for a visit. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm watching his tape from Arizona and I'm like, Cedric Johnson, maybe not quite there yet. Everybody in the country wants him. He, he chooses LSU over Ole Miss, but I, I didn't see what I, I just didn't see that much in him. Coaches, though, will just say, I, I see these things that I will make him into. Yes, yes, that's so there true. Is, there is a reason why these kids are in the portal. You're not getting Will Anderson out of the portal to be an edge. It's, it's more quantity over quality sometimes. Yeah, and some guys, look, <clears throat> we, we paint this portal with a broad stroke and it deserves it, but, you know, some guys are truly getting in the portal because they are being underutilized where they're at. And that's one thing. Some guys are just simply getting in the portal for paycheck. Uh, Jordan again, Addison is the exception to the rule. Blitnikoff winner going to USC. I mean, we just haven't seen that all that often. That's why it was kind of incredible to see it. Yeah, yeah. Like we've all we've all talked about the scenario of Bryce Young. Why wouldn't you get into the portal just to see who would give you the most money? But still, these kids aren't aren't doing that. We're not to that place yet where it's just about the money. Oh shit! I think we are. Oh, are we? We are with some. Yeah. Well, I with Jordan so. Addison, we are. So you're right. Yeah. Now. My question is, Ben, where does it stop? Because it's going to stop, okay? It is going to stop somewhere, and there is going to be a divorce between the haves and the wannabes, or, I mean, it's got to stop. You know, I, I sat in my living room last night talking to my son, and we were like, okay, maybe there are 15 programs now that really have the money it takes to buy a national championship. And we got to counting them and, and we, we stopped at 12. We couldn't even get to 15. And all miss in there? No, no, was not in there. We're talking about winning the natty in football. And, um, you know, we got to thinking here, you know, how would that work in the NFL? How would it work if there were no salary? and things of such nature well the teams with the most money would win the national title every year and, and this is what's happening in college football so college football goes well we'll open it up to 12 teams <clears throat> i bet you eight of those 12 teams will be in the playoffs 75 percent of the time 
75 percent of the time notably Ole Miss defensive back Kendrick Breedlove has withdrawn from the portal okay there you go I had no this asked me on Twitter this is a good way to end it all right here we go this is just for David I said I'd ask the question Ben this is from Tom at TLP 39766 on Twitter Ben with our returning players or David with our returning players the current recruits and portal players I believe a backup quarterback edge maybe defensive line and center will put us in championship mode do you agree our center's coming back. Okay. I, I mean, he had a couple of rough games, Caleb Warren uh, snapping the football, but he is one hell of a blocker. Yeah, I love Caleb Warren. So so that's that's really not not a big issue. You got to turn somebody into a capable backup center. Um, but I don't see that as an issue. Everything else, I think he's dead on. I mean, you you gotta have a backup quarterback. You need another edge. You need linebackers. Um, so, I, you know, I wouldn't disagree with that. But wait a minute. Be, before we go, though. Caliber roster. With all yeah. Okay. No, well, no, I do not think. <clears throat> let, me, let me say this. It's way too early to know. Okay? I mean, we're talking about a team I've never even put eyes on yet. Okay? When Chris Marshall and Trey Harris – and the big D tackle and all those guys get get here. And, and they've got a jail. Okay. Remember last year when Lane was constantly talking about, you know, I got to make this new team come together. You got to do that every year now, every single year. You, we don't know what this roster is going to look like because we don't know how many more guys are getting in the portal from this roster. They've, they've got plenty of time left to jump in the portal. Some guys don't feel comfortable getting in the portal before the bowl game. So after the bowl game is played Wednesday night, those guys who've been holding back, they get to go home for a little while. They'll be around mom and dad. They can discuss things. You're going to have more guys get in the portal from Ole Miss. So the needs change. We're talking about needs right now. They may be different next week. That's true. So it's kind of hard to answer that question, but – I want to throw something back at you because I wasn't quite done. How do you stop this, regulate this, or put it back in the tube, Ben? How do you do it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe like uh, there's got to be a salary floor and a salary cap. I don't know. But how do you cap what somebody's willing to pay somebody? That's not the NFL. Yeah, but it's not the teams paying the players. That's, that's the difference. Your, that's that's the, what it's got to be. You got to say that's okay, the difference. Okay. The Supreme Court of the United States made on it. You're not going to cap these NIL deals. It's un-American. It's unconstitutional. Well, so is the NFL model. The NFL doesn't tell Ivory Soap how much money they can pay to DK Metcalf. That's true. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He can so, make as much money as he wants from Nesquik. Correct. So the salary floor is inconsequential. You're right. The whole model of college ball is based off players can make as much money off their name, image, and likeness. And what you have are fan bases that, that what has sprung up is not legitimate advertising or endorsement deals. They're collectives. Yeah, I don't know They're how you do it. I don't know. I don't know where this ends. I do know a large percentage of the fan base is – very turned off by it. I don't give a shit. Almost got Chris Marshall and Trey Harris, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm for players making all the money they can. But 
Is there damage to the infrastructure? You're damn right it is. Sure, but see, my whole thing is like this. If all you're telling me to get the best team imaginable for one year, if I just if the goal is just to win a national championship one time, Ole Miss isn't going to be Alabama. It ain't going to be Georgia. So one time, you can't tell me with common common cause and community, Ole Miss couldn't bring together enough money one year, the perfect storm to go buy a national championship. I, I, can, buy, no, if, I, I can buy lottery tickets. Until yeah. the cows come home, every time there's a drawing for the Mega Million. But what if this is the winner, though, David? What if this sooner, is what? sooner or later? I'm going to run out of money. That's but what if problem. this was when you buy the scratch offs? Just one, just one. I'm you not buying the scratch off. I, I go for the one billion dollar. What I'm saying is, you can't win if you don't play. All right. Yeah, you but you can you only play so long. You can't get into the lunch meat money just. Keep buying lottery tickets. But here's the thing, though. This is what I'm getting at. If you're telling me the only thing keeping Ole Miss from winning the national championship one year is money, at least I have clarity of purpose. I know exactly what is required. Clarity of purpose. And like I said, by my accounting last night, there are 12 programs that, that, that can do it. Okay? I think Ole Miss is in the top 30 in the country. Oh, the yes, yes, yes. But they're yeah. not in that top 12. They're not. And, you know, the way the playoff system is, I heard a lot of people this year talking about, we'd be in the playoffs this year if it was a 12-team playoff. And we kept losing and losing. No, you wouldn't have. And uh, you wouldn't be in the playoffs if there were 24 teams in the playoffs this year. Golly. Think about that. So, you know. We have not talked enough about how bad of a finish that was. Oh, so it was people hard. are getting let off the hook about that. Oh, well, yeah. Lane is getting left let off the hook. Um, you know, that whole Auburn fiasco. And it was a fiasco, okay? It was. See, but this is what the portal does for you. All of that is forgotten over the course <laughs> of two days when you get Trey yeah. Harris and Chris Marshall. That's the beauty of it. I love it, it is. It is. I love you guys, and I certainly – appreciate you all listening to our podcast and patronizing our sites and we we appreciate that it's one of my favorite things to do he's david johnson at rebels 247 he writes for inside the rebels 247 i'm ben garrett at spirit ben i write for the old miss spirit on three we'll do it again man howdy to everybody bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.